Are you tired of doing all the things in your business, of being the person who manually checks every single box? Me too. And that's why automations are so powerful. I have Yad on here today, and he's going to tell us a little bit about himself and why this topic matters to him and why it should matter to you. Yadon, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Shona. I'm very excited to be here. And before I dive into um, like the significance of, of automation and why I find them important, I'll share with the audience a bit about my background and what got me to this belief that we should all learn to automate. So I, I'm in general, I'm an engineer. And after I served in the Special Forces in Israel, I studied engineering, and then I started working in a media buying agency in Israel. And I was spending approximately $1 million monthly on Facebook ads for this agency, but I had no upside or downside. It was a bit mundane and boring. And luckily, I met a friend of mine in a bar in Tel Aviv, and he showed me a Shopify store, a screenshot from his Shopify store, and he told me that he was making sales and until that moment in time, I thought that dropshipping and e-commerce was just like BS that Google was selling in order to make money from courses. But since it was a childhood friend of mine, I decided to build a store the day after. And we got our first sale actually in the same evening. So we got lucky, but we realized, okay, we can make money online. Long story short, after two years, my wife and I, we both quit our jobs and we went traveling uh, all over the world, basically, with our e-commerce store. We sold more than $4 million uh, in sales, mainly in the UK. But during 2021, there was this iOS update, which kind of ruined the whole game of dropshipping low ticket. Uh, all the big spenders were able to outspend the small competitors. And then I realized you can't compete with capital with huge players. So you need to find a different route. And I wanted to win so i decided my best chance is learning to code and automate so this basically was done the beginning of my route to automating and these days i'm fully focused on automating and when i say automating i don't mean automating and um, sending your invoices to the bookkeeper or creating a few zaps that you know streamline some process in the back end i'm talking about automation that create revenue and I'm happy to elaborate about this uh, during a conversation. I love that. I love that. And it really shows the the perspective of, of mm -hmm. the variety of automations that you can create in your business, as well as the impact that it can have on the back end and the front end. Mm -hmm. So why then, if, if you're thinking of this for our audience, for people who are viewing today, um, why does this matter? Like what other than straight up bottom line? We're looking mm -hmm. at making sure that we're having consistent leads. We're looking at, you know, that sort of thing over and above that you were traveling and this mm -hmm. just wrecked your world. Like you were like, yeah, Whoa, what the heck's going on? So how did that shift for yourself and your lifestyle using these automations? Yeah. So I have a few interesting examples. So <laughs> we were in Cape town and we were spending 5k on a daily basis on our Shopify store and the Shopify checkout broke and we basically lost 5k until <laughs> until I realized you know yeah. and the, day, the days after I couldn't sleep at night because I was so anxious we were kept on uh, on spending money on ads I, I couldn't really sleep so I decided to build an automation that basically it took the conversion rate in the last two hours analyze them and if anything significant if there was like a drop it used to call my cell phone 
So basically, this helped me sleep at night. And then I realized, okay, this this is a solution, and I have I need these solutions in order to also for my well-being and also for the business. And I believe also in the dropshipping game and also in other realms in business. Although it's not a zero-sum game and everybody can win, still there is a huge competition. And the only way to win is either by hiring more people or pouring more capital into the business or by duplicating yourself, which is basically automating stuff. So choose you have to choose one of those three, and I prefer the automations. Well, I mean, and that makes sense, right? And I see this like across the board, whether or not you're doing drop shipping, whether or not you're dealing with products or services, making sure that you are not spending more money in order to get things done, mm -hmm. it just makes sense, right? Why would you not set up a, a code that keeps tabs on the performance of your service sales? Mm -hmm. Do not create a system that schedules your outreach for you. Exactly. Uh, within that space though, Actually, no. Before we even get to that, I'm going to ask you, can you give us um, a few more examples of really good tangibles, especially for people who are who are market them, marketing themselves in the service space, mm -hmm. who are out here trying to get leads every day, authentically, heart-centered, they're reaching out to people. What are some mm -hmm. examples of ways that they could automate in order to streamline that process by effectively duplicating themselves? Awesome. Great. Yeah, this is a great question and something that I often speak with people and they try stuff, but more often than not, the volume isn't there. So at the end of the day, I, I some people think that uh, this is incorrect, but I believe business is a numbers game. And if you put in enough volume, you increase the probability of winning. And for example, what I'm doing like every night, I have a, an automation that goes to Facebook and it engages with 100 prospects on a daily basis. So. It likes a recent post and then it sends him a friend request and then it DMs. After that is finished, it, it, uh, my automation goes to Instagram. It does the same. After that is finished, it goes to Twitter. It does the same. And on top of that, I'm sending about 700 emails on a daily basis, also automated. So this is outreach. And this is like a thousand people you touch every day. You touch a mm -hmm. uh, quote unquote, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, and, no, and, I I'm curious yeah. about this. I'm curious about this because you just, you struck a, you struck a nerve and I love it. Like this is one of my favorite things. So we hear this all the time, especially mm -hmm. in marketing. Business is a numbers game. All right. Fair. Uh -huh. Technically based on your analytics, you are going to get more sales if you reach more people. Mm -hmm. Makes total sense. Yeah. How then do you keep things authentic? and heart-centered. How are you reaching people, especially for people who are like, whether you're selling products or services, if your intention is to make the world a better place, using those things, you don't just want to consider, you know, uh, Nancy from South Dakota to be number 362. Mm -hmm. That doesn't feel good for either of those parties. How do you foster that feel-good feeling while still reaching so many people? For sure. Uh, also, again, a great, a great question. And I think that you, you have to find balance and it really depends what is your goal. So if you're looking only to get like a few high, huge ticket, like B2B enterprise level, so you don't necessarily have to do this because you don't want to burn the leads. 
But if you're more volume-oriented and looking to get a lot of sales of small players, so I, need, I think you need to experiment and see what is the best route of balancing out the automations with the personalizations and authenticity. So for example, I'm currently experimenting with this. And for example, the, the, the commenting and liking of the, the, the liking of the post is automated and the send friend request is automated. But as soon as someone replies to me, I take over, for example. So this is a way I'm going, I'm currently testing, but if I can automate that, I will test and see what are the results. At the end of the day, it's all about the results. I love that because, it, and, and truly it, at the end of the day, it's about mm -hmm. being curious and staying curious, experimenting what's mm -hmm. going to work for you. There's a custom approach to aut automation and mm -hmm. marketing for each individual business, depending on who your audience is at any given time for any given offer. Exactly. So that's really insightful wisdom to, to be sharing with the audience right now. Like that's, that's amazing. Um, when you're dealing with, let's say lower flow, higher ticket B2B sales, mm -hmm. can you talk to me about, I kind of already know the answer, but I want to hear from you. Um, talk to me about what automation at that scale looks like, because it doesn't not exist, mm -hmm. even though the leads and, and conversations are fewer. Yeah, so I guess if we're targeting higher ticket, so we need to be a bit more careful uh, because we don't want to burn the leads because there is a less volume of leads and it's, it's a higher stakes, let's say. So what I would do, how I would approach this, so probably engaging a lot with the prospect. So for example, I, I set an interval of like every seven days, liking the recent post of the prospect automatically for example or really commenting the prospects so you have you can create a bucket uh, like a google spreadsheet or use a tool that shows you like the status of your recent conversation with the prospect so it's a longer sales cycle and then you hop on a call and because it's a high stakes you probably create a demo uh, which is personalized and because you know so it's more personalizing and trying to show off and providing more value because the prospect is I wouldn't say more important, but has more impact if you sign him. Yes, they're they're investing more of their time, energy, mm -hmm. and money into what it is you have to offer. And so mm -hmm. all the way along, while you're speaking to these people, regardless of whether it's it's more leads or less leads, you're you're going to have a system and a process that you implement over and over again that's repeatable and customizable for each individual lead that comes your mm -hmm. way. Yeah. This is important. Yeah. How many hours? And in fact, uh, just marketing alone, 20 hours of the week for most small business owners is spent on marketing. That's mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Never mind the the prospecting and and uh and lead conversion, yeah. nurturing, like all that stuff behind the scenes. That's time. So having this automation makes a huge impact. For sure. Yeah, so, I agree. <laughs> And and what when you're showing up like that, how do you keep things real? How do you keep things so that you're not being misunderstood, you're not misrepresenting yourself, um, while still effectively duplicating yourself for a wide range of people within your niche, of course, but still a wide yeah. range of people. So there there are different approaches, uh, and as you said, it really depends on a lot of other variables in the equation. 
So it depends what is your authority at the moment. Um, who are you prospecting? Um, and based on this, you should experiment. So some people would say, listen, go for the kill. Uh, the, the first DM or the first email should be the offer, concise, don't BS, don't walk around the bushes. That would be one approach. The other approach would be, listen, introduce yourself, compliment, and then see what happens. Uh, the other approach would be like, warm them up via commenting on their post, liking their stuff, and only afterwards reach out to them and say something contextually correct based on the post. So there are different approaches. At the end of the day, every business had, has to find, in my opinion, as we said, the balance between over-investing uh, or under-investing and not producing results. So you should find like it's a fine line. I love that. I love that. So we also, before we hopped on this call, we were also talking about things like uh, media buying misconceptions. Mm -hmm. This is a bit of a different angle from our, our talk about autom automations, yeah. but it still plays off of it because how you show up in those automations can absolutely fuel potential misconceptions about what you're putting into the world. So mm -hmm. what are, what's your take about that, about the, this, this, these buying misconceptions in the media? Okay. So uh, media buying is, is actually also a sort of automation, but instead of building your own automation, you pay the platform. So you pay Facebook for, for the ads or LinkedIn for the ads or Google for the ads. But the thing is with media buying, it's usually way, way more expensive. <laughs> so, and I spent more than $30 million on Facebook ads. So I can't say they didn't serve me well, <laughs> but uh, it's, there is a higher barrier to entry. So, and there is more to lose because I think the ROI when building automations is way, way higher. So let's say my whole automation stack is costing me like, let's say 200 bucks on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And let's say, even if I get one high ticket client, it's going to be like, thousand percent to us while in in facebook ads for just showing your ad to like 200 people assuming the cpm is 20 dollars is going to be you know it's so it's way way more risky it's riskier yeah. but it works and it's scalable so it's not as if i don't think that media buying is relevant but i think that they should work together somebody told me one mm -hmm. day I can't remember. I wish I could give credit to this person, but they, they said something to the effect of, um, for businesses under a certain amount of money, um, buying into something like Facebook ads is like investing in the Zuckerberg fund, uh -huh. like just giving him money, you know, like just, here you go, have my money. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't work well enough for people who don't have the 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 initial funds to invest in it. Can you talk to me about like what your opinion is on that? Like where, when should somebody even entertain looking yeah. into buying ads? Should I agree. Should from it's... organic to paid? Yeah. So I think, I mean, the, the common saying is once you have a validated offer and you know your numbers, um, so you can start testing out with Facebook. But I, or oh, Facebook ads. So, and we need to make a distinction between remarketing campaigns because remarketing campaigns, you can spend $10 on a, on a daily basis, that's fine. But I wouldn't go <laughs> start running ads where there is like this method, which is called like $5 per day method or something like this. And these are all methods that are making money for the guru who is selling them because people want to be part of the game or spending money on Facebook ads because they know everybody's doing this. And he invented 
uh, a way which is a, with a very low barrier to entry. But if you spend only five bucks and a CPM, I mean, cost per milli, cost for 1,000 impressions is $20. So for five bucks, you only see 20, uh, 250 people. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. So long story short, if you're not able to spend, let's say, a rough rule of thumb would be like three times the CPA that you are willing to pay in order to acquire a customer. So don't enter the game. So let's say your the lifetime value of your customer is 2,000 bucks. If you can spend like 6,000 bucks in order to test an experiment, it's going to be a waste of your money. And and I'm, as a, again, I'm not talking about remarketing ads, I'm talking about acquisition. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm hearing is, and correct me if I'm wrong, we're seeing a lot of people entering into the paid marketing game through mm-hmm. Facebook ads, Instagram ads, all that stuff. Because of FOMO, mm-hmm. is that what I'm hearing? Like because of fear of missing out. Like that's really they just want to be in the game, and I, I it's mean, not necessarily the smartest choice for their business. I don't know. This is my observation. Obviously, I can be wrong, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, Facebook ads are expensive, and it takes time to master them. And if you like, for me in the beginning, I was so afraid. I was spending ten dollars on a daily basis. And every five minutes, I was refreshing the ads manager. And you, I couldn't gain the skill because I was so, you know, afraid just doing stuff, testing stuff. And it's not as if you're going to open Facebook ads and going to outcompete other people who spent $30 million on, on ads. So you have to be able to gain the skill. And gaining a skill is by pour, pouring in the time or the money. And if you don't have the money to pour, so... It's going to be hard to outcompete the big the big boys. Yeah, no, that's really good, and that actually takes us full circle, because mm-hmm. that was where we started, right? It's hard exactly. to play in this overcrowded digital landscape. Mm-hmm. There are lots of people. There are lots of successful people. Lots of successful organizations. So as entrepreneurs, and we're just starting out, it can be really scary mm-hmm. to enter into this marketing game. So automating yourself through duplication or a variety of other methods that we discuss, it's a really great first step, especially in the organic space, Mm -hmm. because then you're not spending all of the money that you're earning on a gamble. Exactly. All right. That's really good. So we're looking at, and this, before we close out, we're looking at, we need to look at our tracking, track your ROIs, your KPIs, and all the other letters that you can think of that you need to track. Um, And we need to make sure that we're approaching both organic and paid marketing from a space of intentionality, Mm -hmm. making informed decisions and knowing Mm -hmm. where you're going Mm -hmm. so that you don't sink yourself in the process. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This This is is the benefit of, this is the benefit of having mentors around. This is the benefit of having somebody close by you who can say, Hey, don't do that. I love that. So Yaron, I want to invite you to share any last thoughts and and also, of course, tell people where to hook up with you because you have a wealth of knowledge that people need to tap into. So let's get them the information they need. Sure. (laughs) So so, yeah, I think we tapped into something very important, which is the importance of planning ahead and understanding exactly where you want to go and measuring and assessing if you have the resources in order to like pull it through. So a lot of people that come to me and ask me for advice, I tell them, listen, I know you want to avoid this. I know you hated this in the corporate job and you don't want to do this, 
but I'm asking you to build a business plan with projections and expensive and unit economics just to understand where you're heading and if you're able to allocate the resources necessary in order to succeed or because if not, you're going to waste money, pay the Zuckerberg fund, like you said, <laughs> and you're not going even to hit the threshold. So business plan is crucial. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't take long, but it is necessary. And regarding like your other remark, I'm happy to share and happy to connect and people can just hook up with me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty unique with regards to my name, Yaron Bin. I don't think they will find a lot of other Yaron Bins in LinkedIn. <laughs> so yeah, happy to connect over there. That's perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciated you being here. And for everybody watching today, remember that we have conversations like this every single week. So don't forget to subscribe, follow, join in the conversation because this is just the tip of the iceberg. We have more to say and we'll be in the comments talking to you throughout, no matter whether you're watching this today, tomorrow, next week or next year. We've got you. Anyways, thanks again, Yaron, for being on the show. We'll chat Thank soon. Thank you so much. Ha, ha, ha.